And to Jesus be all the glory and the praise and a most blessed new year. Oh, this is the first week of a great year. And share it with me. He just came back. He was with his family, had a blessed time, and sir. I'm glad you're back. Good to be back, sir. He'll, he'll be on his way soon again to travel to the Arab world. I'm so proud of him. Thank and Lord, you. thank you for what you're about to show us. To you be all the glory and the praise. And God's wonderful people said, Amen. Amen. And thank you for being our wonderful family and partners. And I pray the Lord will bless you this year with abundance in every part of life. All right, so we continue today with the Beatitudes. So let's go to Matthew chapter 5. And I'm going to start reading, and then Chad is going to help me read some others, some other scriptures. Blessed are the poor in spirit, Matthew 5, 3. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are, the, are they that mourn, they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I want to deal with that here today, about the pure in heart. But now, if you have been following me in this teaching, which began a few days back, the foundation of the Beatitudes is the first word here. The blessed are the put in spirit. That, to me, is the key. Because when, when someone comes to the end of themselves, they have no trust in their own hearts, no trust in themselves. They trust Jesus completely and totally. They're those simple people. You know, Catherine Kuhlman looked at, at the Lord one day. She, she said, I have nothing to give you but my love. She said, I have no talent, I have no gifts, I just have love. And I think that's what God is looking for. That simplicity of life is what the Lord is talking about here. And then, blessed are they that mourn. Well, of course, we know this you know, is not mourning about the, the loss of friends or loved ones. It's mourning over sins. Blessed are the meek means you don't justify yourself and think you're something important. Meek is not weak, by the way. Meekness is not weakness. Blessed are... Are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness? Are those who are, who are again, coming to the end of, of themselves, they have no righteousness in their own hearts, and they look to, to the Lord to be their righteousness, which I discussed with you, of course, this uh, just a few days ago. And then, blessed are the merciful. Now, again, it all really lines up together because the merciful have really God's nature in them. And it all comes from that poor in spirit. But I want to deal today with something that people, I think, have not fully understood. That is, what does it mean to be pure in heart? Okay, Because, because uh, this has been kind of misunderstood and really misrepresented because some people have come to the conclusion of it means superior sanctity. I'm holier than you. Oh. And you see that all the time. Mm. I saw it when I was young in church. People who thought that by their uh, works and by the way they live, they were holier than you and I are. But they were, they, they were looking to their work, and they were really all the work of the flesh. Some have even claimed, now that's a, that, that's a shock. Some have even claimed that uh, the old man is no longer there. I've talked to people like that, who've actually claimed that they've been delivered totally from the flesh. Meaning they're sinless. Exactly. They see themselves as a, that's a fact. I know this is a shock to you. 
But there are people out there who believe that the old life has been completely eradicated and moved from us. We are no longer in any way, shape, or form uh, have to struggle with it. And they actually believe that. I never forget talking to a guy in the court hmm. who actually said that. So, you know, there are people out there who really believe that they are sinless, they are totally holy because of their works. But that's not what the Bible says. Because what the Bible says is, is, is quite clear in 1 John 1.8. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us, meaning we don't even know the Bible, that's right. what the Bible has to say about it. So um, let's go to 1 John 1. I'm going to have you read verse 7 and verse 8. And then I'm, I'm going to say something about it. Yes, sir. That f- 1 John 1, 7 and 8. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Okay, now, they will take verse 7 and claim it, but they deny verse 8. Wow. There are people who actually do that. Wow. Some even teach that this was not written to believers. I've, I've talked to them, believe me. That believe in that ultra grace, like they go way beyond what the Bible teaches on, on, wow. on grace, which is so dangerous. I had a guy tell me, he said that this chapter, verse mm-hmm. 1, right through verse 8 was not written to believers. I, I, was, I was in shock. And people believe that. But that is not what the Bible teaches. So, and they use, by the way, those who deny that they have any problem with the with the flesh, they actually use verse 7, that they're walking in the light as Jesus is in the light, and their sins are gone, cleansed. They're, they're really sinless. But the Bible, it's clear. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Quite simple. So they do not understand that that does not mean that we have been delivered from the corruption and defilement of evil out there. And they also rely on 2 Corinthians 5.17 that says, old things are passed away, all things are become new. Because what they say is, well, see, and they use these these scriptures I'm just giving you, mm-hmm. that they are free from the flesh. The flesh has been eradicated. The flesh is no longer a problem because they've been set free. They are new. All things are passed away, all that. They don't really realize that we still have, we still have a problem. We still battle the old life, the old flesh, the old man. That's why it says, be very careful. You don't, go, you don't go back to it. Be not conformed to this world, because you can be. Yeah. Why would Paul write that? Yeah. So, um, all right. They, they, they really don't understand the difference between our state and our standing. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. They are meaning the, the, their state. The Bible never mentions the state. It mentions the standing before God. How God sees us. Legally, how God sees us legally. That is liberating. So it's not up to me 
to bring myself to the place in the flesh where I can be perfect before God. Because none is perfect. There's not one. The Bible is clear on all have sinned. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Period. And no, not one means no, not one. Moses included. Elijah included. Right. All have sinned. None is good. No, not one. Psalm 14, it's in Rome. It's, it's clear in Scripture, in Ecclesiastes 7, on and on. None righteous, not one. It says so. God has declared all under sin, that he might be gracious to all. So, let's just talk about it. The difference between your state and your standing. Some say, well, I can bring myself to a state of perfection. Oh, no, you can't. And many have claimed that they have reached that place of perfection, sadly. So it's not about our state in this world. It's our standing before God. How does God see you? So the purity of heart, okay, let's, let's go together to Romans. Because I want to I wanna, I wanna really prove my point. I think it's important. And let's begin with <clears throat> verse 18 of Romans 7. And you're going to read for me from verse 18 right through 25. Notice what Paul <clears throat> says about what, what, what he was going through. Okay? Yes, sir. Because he, he comes to his standing at the end, not his state. He's talking about that, that his state is, is no good. <laughs> but his standing before God is great. Okay, let's go. For Yay! I, yes, thank, thank you, Lord. All right. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. That's correct. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. Okay, so they're saying that they can reach it, but Paul says, I tried. Yeah. And I could not find it. So he says, for the good that I would, I don't do it. The, the thing that I really want to do that is good, I end up doing the wrong thing. But the evil which I would not, yeah. what I hate, I end up doing. Yeah. So that's that, that, that war that we all are fighting every day. And then he says in verse 20, let's keep, keep going, Chad. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Aha, there, there we go. Now, they say there's no sin in them. They're new. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. They're walking in the, in the light because there's no sin there. No, no, no. The Bible says that Paul says there's sin in him. Yeah. And then he says what in verse 21? I find then a law that when I would do good, evil, evil is, is present. present. The evil is still there. That old nature is still there. Yeah. Keep going. For I delight in the law of God rather than in, the inward man, the flesh. Yeah, he, he says, I delight in the law of God in that inward man. Why? Because that new nature is, is there. So in our, in our life are two natures, the new nature and the old nature. And there's a, continu yes. a continual battle with both. Yes. And then he says, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind. And that battle is in the mind. 
That's where the war is. Bringing me into captivity in my mind to the law of sin, which is in my members. In sin, my mother conceived me, David. The fall is still in us. The fall of Adam is in every human nature. We are born with it. In sin, my mother conceived me, is in the Bible. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Huh. But then it says, but I see another law, verse 23, in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to, to the law of sin, which is in my members. And then he cries, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? And then he, he talks about his standing, not his state. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. I want to do what is right before the Lord. But with the flesh, I'm still being, being you know, I'm under that control of sin in my flesh. So I need to control my heart, my spirit. But it is God Almighty who gives us the will. And I want to talk about what, what does the Bible really teach about this? How do we overcome this flesh of ours? And it's a daily battle. So what he's really saying to us is the new nature is dwelling side by side with the old. That's what, what, that's what he says in this whole, whole portion here. So the pure in heart is not the condition of the flesh, nor of those who are trying, trying to have a pure heart, working for a pure heart, struggling to get a pure heart by keeping rules and regulations. Now, Paul, before he was saved, let's go to Philippians 3. Paul, before he was saved, believed that he had a, a, a pure heart because he said, I was blameless. Because he saw himself, as many of the Jewish people back then, saw them, themselves as blameless before God. Pure. They, they said, we're children of Abraham. We, we are not outsiders. We're people of the covenant. We're close to God and he's close to us. We, we can approach him. No one else can, but we the Jews. We, we have a special place in his heart. And that's what many of them even to this day believe. To them, to, to a lot of Jewish people today, we are unclean. I will never forget when the Pope visited Jerusalem. They, uh, Pope, you know, John Paul. They were interviewing one of the religious Jewish people at the wedding wall. And what he said was shocking. To him, everyone outside Judaism was a dog, including the Pope. That's what he said on camera. But that mentality is we are the holy people. We're the chosen people. So anyone outside the law or keeping the law is unclean. Now, so Paul says something very interesting about the way he saw himself in the past, in Philippians 3. 
Let's read beginning at verse 1, right through verse 9. Yes, very, very powerful stuff, I feel. Mm. Listen carefully. Go ahead. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me indeed, is not grievous. In other words, I need to say it again and again. But for you, it is safe. Yeah. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Now, what he, what he means is, are those who want to bring you under bondage. Yes. Keep going. Beware of the concision, mm -hmm. for we are the circumcision of the heart, Keep which going. worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Uh-huh. Keep going. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh. Meaning, okay, even though, you know, because see, they were questioning his apostleship mm -hmm. in this book here. Yeah. And he's defending himself. And he says, If any other man thinketh that he hath aware of, he might trust in the flesh. I have more. Yeah. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews. He said, I was the real thing I'm all the, the way. <laughs> all the way, you know. I, I, I had it all. That's right. Keep going. As touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Blameless. He said, he said I was perfect. I was blameless. Mm. I, was the, I was in the right place with God. I was blameless in his sight. There was no sin in my life. Wow. Keep going. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yeah. Yea, doubtless. I love it. I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, Thank my Lord, Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung. Dung. That's what they are. That's it. That I may win Christ and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Keep going. Let, 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 let's finish the whole chapter. Not, not as though... I had already attained, either yeah. were already perfect. He, so, so he was still he was still fighting to say, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Keep going. But I follow after, if that I may apprehend for which also I am apprehended. In other words, he was in, in prison, <clears throat> chained to a pillar, to a pole, mm -hmm. and he said, I want Jesus to apprehend me like I'm being apprehended by these chains here. Yes. I want him to have me completely and totally. Keep going. Yes. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I want to I capture do, Jesus like I've been captured by this change. Yeah. Keep going. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind totally. and reaching forth. And he means that old life of his yeah. where he was trusting in the flesh. He said, I'm going to forget all that. Yes. But reaching on to those things which are before me, keep going. Yes. I love this part. Yes. And reaching forth unto those things which are before or ahead, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That means to win the Lord completely. Keep Amen. going. Yeah. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect or mature, be thus minded. And if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. 
Nevertheless, unto we have already attained. Let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers to together this. of me, and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. For many walk, of whom I have told you, that often, and now tell you even weeping, Wow. That they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, That's whose it. end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. For our conversation, or our citizenship, is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, you, the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, Thank you, Lord. who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. You know, I love it when I see these young people love the Lord <clears> like <throat> they do. Like yeah, that's so powerful. He's about to cry. They're reading the word of God. Now look, okay, so what did Jesus mean by pure in heart? Let's go to the Psalms for that because the Psalms give us the answer. And in Psalm 24, we see the first thing. So Psalm 24, verse 3 through 5, it says, who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity or false gods, nor sworn deceitfully. Now, let's keep going. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. That is through the gospel. Yes. So only through the gospel and the new birth experience, can we receive a pure heart? Because it says he'll receive righteousness from God. Amen. Not, a, not, not, not his own. Yes. Then you go to Psalm 32. And in, in these amazing portions of the Bible, you see the gospel. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. And Paul talked about this in Romans that by faith we come to that place. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord will not impute iniquity, in whose spirit there's no guile. He's the one who repents because it says in verse 3 and 4, when I kept silence, when I didn't confess my sin, it affected my body physically. For day and night I was going through a drought, through a famine. But then I acknowledged my sin unto thee in verse 5. And I did not hide my iniquity. I said, I'll confess my transgression to the Lord. You forgave me the, the iniquity of my sin. For this shall everyone that's godly pray unto thee in a time you may be found. In the floods of great waters, they'll not even come to him. And now, because of that, Lord, you're my hiding place. You'll preserve me from trouble. Because of the broken heart that says, Lord, I acknowledge my sin. It says, now I'm going to instruct you. And I'm going to keep you in the way that you should go. And I'll guide you with my eye. And I love what it says in verse 11. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous. Shout for joy, you that are upright in heart. So upright and pure in heart is only through salvation. Only through the gospel. Where we come in that right standing before the Lord. And that is what David also spoke about when you, when you read Psalm 119. Because it's not about what we do in the in the flesh. <clears throat> it's the word of God working in us. 
Blessed are the undefiled in the way, it says in verse 1, who walk in the law of the Lord. But wait, let's ask a very, very powerful question. What does it mean to walk in the law of the Lord? David said in, in Psalm 51, 6, he said, Lord, you desire truth in my heart. That's what you what you want in me is truth. The word in my heart. And the word in my heart purifies my heart to be accepted by God himself. And what did Jesus say in John 17, 17? Let's go there. This is very important. To have a pure heart means to have a heart full of the word of God. Yes. That's what it means through salvation. What, what did Jesus say in John 17, 17? And verse 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Okay, now let's stop here. What does it say in Ephesians 5, 26 and 27? How does Jesus purify us? Through what? That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Keep going. That he might present it to himself a glorious church. Yeah. Not having spots or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Now that is glorious. Now let's finish by saying what the Lord said. They shall be, they not will only be filled when they walk righteous, but they shall see God. Yes. Now wait, wait. Let's go. Let's go to John 17 and verse 20. But earlier he said, Lord, you just read that earlier, sanctify them through your word, right? In verse 17. Yes, sir. Look at verse 20. Right through, right through uh, uh, 24. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their words. So, so Lord, he said in verse 17, sanctify them by your word, mm-hmm. their heart by your word. But I'm not only praying for them who are with me, I'm praying for those who will hear the gospel and believe it. Yes. And that they all may be one, as going. thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Keep going. And the glory which thou have gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I and them, and thou and oh, wow. me, that they may be perfect in one. And? And that the world may know that thou hast sent me, Keep going. and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Okay, go. Thou hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Keep oh going. Gosh. Father, I will, and they also whom thou hast given me, be, be with me where I am. am. Why? That they may behold my glory. Stop, stop, stop. What did Jesus <laughs> say in Matthew 5? He oh. said, blessed are the people, they shall see God. God. He, in other words, they, they will see him. Yes. They'll see the glory. Mm. He is the glory. Yes. I believe it's 2 Corinthians 4, 6, the, the glory of God in the face of, of Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. You got it. Hallelujah. You, 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 you know what? It's really interesting. I had that. I wanted to mention that, and then, but I kind of thought, well, I've, I've said that, but you see God gave it to you now. I love that. Thank you, Jesus. But, but wait, wait. What did David say in Psalm 17, 15? 
He said, as for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with your light. So why did he say that? Because he understood the power of the word of God that purifies our hearts. There is no other way to have a pure heart without the Bible in, in your heart. So it's not about me trying physically in the flesh to get there with obeying every law and every rule. No way, because Paul said he could not even say, uh, you know, get there. He said, oh, wretched man that I am. So only through Scripture. It's the Word of God that purifies our hearts. And Jesus said, blessed are they who have a pure heart with the Word. That's what will happen to you, and you will see God. Sanctify them, Lord, through your Word. Now, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, bring that wonderful saint listening to that place of purity in their heart before you, that they will stand before you and be accepted on that day. So it's not our state, it's our standing before you. We can never bring ourselves to that perfect state and place, but you give us your perfection through your word in us, working in and through us daily. Thank you, wonderful Lord, for your promise. We give you all the praise. And God's people said, Amen. You know, the power of the gospel, it is the power of God unto salvation, deliverance. The gospel, it's all in the gospel. When I read those scriptures from Psalm 24 and Psalm 32 and Psalm 119, it's all about the gospel. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. The gospel. So without the word, we will fail. And you think about, you know, it all lines up. Or in spirit, those who come to the end of themselves, they've tried it and they didn't, and they 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 didn't win. Yeah. They finally came and said, "Lord, I can't do it. Please do it with me, or do it through me." They're broken over their, they are mourning and broken over their own sins. That man that trembles before the Lord, God dwells with that man. It says in Isaiah fifty-seven, Isaiah six, it's it's all there. But also, also that same one is hungry and thirsty for righteousness that he cannot attain. Only Jesus can give him that. And that's the one who is meek, who doesn't boast about his own justification and righteousness. That's one who's merciful and shows the nature of the Lord to people everywhere. That's the one who has a pure heart because of Scripture. Now, this is, this is a daily walk, saints. It's a daily battle with the flesh. And anyone who thinks different is deceived. We are, there's nothing good in our flesh. We cannot trust it whatsoever. Well, thank you for being with me today. You know, I'm really, I'm, I'm so happy when Chad is here and Samson Lucas comes and sits with me and we talk about the Bible because it really gets it all out of me. You, you, you kind of pull it out of me <laughs> by, just by the way I see how, how they love the Lord. Wow. Yeah. All right, it's time to give to the Lord's work. This is the first week of 2024. No weapon formed against you will prosper. I want to, I want to remind you of that every day. Amen. No weapon formed against you and me and us will prosper. Yes. And every time that will arise against us in judgment, 
we condemn it now in the name of Jesus amen. and God's people said amen, amen and amen. Now, it's time we also give. It's time we succeed in the Lord's work. This is that first fruit of the beginning of the year. 2024 will be a bad year for the world, but a great year for us. I'm telling you. I got, I had a text from a friend of mine, and it said, God will restore in 24. I like that. Oh, wow. God will restore in 24. Amen. Well, he promised to restore. Restoration is the, is, is the whole message of the whole Bible. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. All right. So let's believe God will restore everything you've lost in 24. But as you sow, as you give to the work of God, expect the abundance to come financially to your life. So Lord, bless them. Let this be an amazing year financially for your people in Jesus' glorious name. And God's people said amen and amen. All right. You can give on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, bennyhin.org, which is the simplest way to do it. Or you can text me to M45777. Much love and see you tomorrow. And frankly, tomorrow we'll be in the car. So awesome. we'll talk to you from the car. Much love. Bye-bye.